talk Lion Hoop. This is Inside Southeastern Basketball with David Kieford. We take you out now to Rainbow Daffery. And a happy Mardi Gras and a pleasant good evening wherever you may be. Welcome to Inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer. I'm Mark Willoughby. I'll be your host this evening as we are coming to you live from Rainbow Daiquiri's in beautiful Hammond, America, located at 14384 West Thomas Street, just down the road from Walmart and across from Rouse's. If you're out and about driving around, you're nearby, come on by and see us. We'll hook you up with all your favorite beverages of choice. Got a great show tonight as we look ahead and talk about the Lions' big road sweep this week with wins over Northwestern State and Texas A&M Commerce. This time we'll go ahead and step away for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have the man of the hour, your Lions head coach, David Kiefer. We'll be back after this timeout. You're listening to Inside Southeastern Basketball with Lions head coach, David Kiefer, on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Rainbow Daiquiri's. Mark will be back with you as uh, we tease before the break. We've got a great show on tap here tonight. And here to help me talk about it is the one and only, the captain of the ship, your Southeastern head basketball coach, David Kiefer. And, uh, Coach, welcome back. It's been a long time since you and I were together. Oh, yeah, right? You, you missed out last week, but uh, good to have you back. And, man, that, what a long road trip that was. But glad, glad to be back. We got back about 6 a.m. this morning, and uh, but we're ready to roll. I want to thank Richard Tiberville for stepping in last week and uh, taking over and running the ship. And I know he's done a great job uh, doing play-by-play. -play. Had some great calls uh, against McNeese and UIW and also this week against Northwestern State and also UIW. And Coach talked about a lot's happened since we were last together. You guys are in the, uh, kind of getting the ship right. It had a big win over Northwestern State the last time we were together. And then uh, you've run off four straight since then, five, a five-game winning streak. You've kind of got yourself back in the hunt in the Southland Conference, and uh, as we'll talk about against uh, Northwestern State on Saturday, and then last night you get that big, gritty road win. Oh, yeah. L last night was tough, and, you know, and it was a little personal for both teams. You know, they came to our gym uh, a few weeks ago when we were in a little bit of a losing streak and kind of stomped us and, and had a lot to say when they were down here, and 
Um, our guys remember that, you know, and, um, and they do too. You know, at the end of the day, we're preseason number one. When we know when we go into places, we're everybody's Super Bowl. And those guys, it was their Super Bowl. But like I said, to, two weeks ago to the team before we started this run, we, we, we started off, you know, and we put ourselves in a hole. Uh, McNeese isn't losing five games this year. You know, so you can kind of kiss the regular season championship goodbye. But at the end of the day, we want to play in the NCAA tournament. And if the goal is to play in the NCAA tournament, um, we can't lose anymore. We want to try to get into that double buy situation if we can. But it, if anything, to get in a buy, which is in that top four seed. So um, we can't lose anymore. You know, we, 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 and it's one game at a time, one practice at a time. Um, everything we do has got to um, be focused on, win on the next game and not looking forward. But that one last night, um, and everyone, you know, has felt really good. But that one last night was special just because going on the road, the longest road trip we've got, you know, it just felt like we haven't had a bye forever. Everybody in the conference seems like they have a bye. We still got three more games till our bye. Um, just feel like you're beaten up, bruised, battered. But just the, the grittiness and the resilience and the team and the togetherness that they had towards the end of the game, through adversity, throughout that game, and watching our teams just have really good connected huddles, um, positivity. It was, it was a proud moment as a coach watching our team do that. Obviously, we'll dig more into that one a little bit later in the show. But, uh, you, know, what, you know, last time you and I talked, you guys were in the midst of some changes uh, philosophically coming out of non-conference plays. Uh, kind of showed up at Murray State with a big win, kind of a little bit uneven in the start. But uh, you start one and four, and we talked about the schedule uneven early. You had those three you know, really tough road, road trips right out of the stretch. The schedule, you played the best teams in the league right off the bat. And, and uh, kind of got stunned a little bit, but back in the saddle now, schedule's kind of flipped, and here you are, you're 7-5. and five. Yeah, no, and, and it happened just like you said. You know, you feel good about that first win at UNO, and obviously UNO has took a little bit dip to the left, but early in the season, UNO and the non-conference play was really good. They were healthy. Jordan Johnson's dealing with some knee injuries now, but that, that win, that first one of the season, and always that rivalry with them, you know, to win into their place to get us going was a really good start. And, we, and obviously, you know, going into Nichols, that's – you know, them and McNeese may be the hardest places to play for whatever reason. And Nichols just is one of those places that's really hard to get a win over there. So, um, you know, you're never happy going one and three to that start. But we knew it was going to be a tough road ahead for us. At the end of the day, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we understand that. And the, and the schedule is flipping. We, want, we said all year, we want to be playing the best basketball in late January and February. And um, you can only go one way. You can get worse as the season goes. You can get better or worse as the season goes. And you watch and you look at everybody team right now and you can see teams getting worse and you can see teams getting better and our goal is just to continue to keep getting better game by game well, let's talk about uh, the win on Saturday at Northwestern State and you know this is a rivalry that's gone way back it's been intense for really the last 20 years between Southeastern and Northwestern State and that's through different coaching changes and and, and whatnot and this is a team that handled you twice last year new coaching staff a lot of new players as we talked the last time we were together a very talented team and you know, they stressed you into the second half. You pull away for a 12-point win in game one. You go back on the road and really handled business, started out early and, you know, took the lead and didn't look back. Yeah, really just proud of our guys' start. You know, we, when, when we were going through the, uh, our lull where we lost some games, we weren't getting off to very good starts. And, um, you know, sometimes you can look at the defense, but really a lot of times it was our offense, whether it be turning the ball over or quick, bad, selfish shots, which are, are the first pass to a team's fast break. So we want to make sure that our offense is constantly helping our defense. We want to play fast when it's there, make good decisions, um, but also we want to be able to slow it down and execute. Because you know these, these games come down to, and a lot of these conference games come down to last five minutes. Can you execute in the half court? Can you run offense? Can you be precise? Can you not turn the basketball over? Can the the players that need the ball, can those guys get the ball? Can you do that? Can you execute that? And then on the def defensive side, can you sit down and guard and, and get stops? Whether we're playing zone, man, whatever it is, can you sit down, guard? 
guard and, um, and, and just battle and, and limit them to one shot. Mark Willoughby and David Kiefer with you. We're at Rainbow Daiquiri's, and we are live here on Inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer, and we're talking about Northwestern State. Southeastern goes in, gets a big 10-point win. Coach, it was a little bit of a low-scoring game early. Both teams kind of find themselves offensively, and uh, but you guys took a 14-11 lead, 8-37 uh, to play in the first half. You built as much as a 13-point lead. You go into the break, leading by 10, but really looked like you were in control. Mr. Yeah, I, I, I thought the guys just... Um, defensively came out and really did a good job of just, um, you know, contesting everything. You know, I think they came out and they, they, they hit a three at the buzzer. They were 0 for 10 going um, to halftime. The kid hits the three-pointer at the top of the key, deep contested three to make it 30 to 20 to go one for 11 at the break. I thought we just did a good job of contesting everything um, and, and limiting them to one shot because Northwestern's a team that's really gritty. They, change, they chase uh, rebounds. They drive the ball. They're okay with kind of turning the basketball over and, playing fast. So you just got to make sure that you're not giving them second chance opportunities, letting them beat you to 50-50 balls, giving just hustle layups. If you can limit them to those things and make them take tough contested threes and long jumpers and one shot, um, which our dads did a really good job of, uh, you got a chance. Of course, you lead by 10 come, going into the break and you come out in the second half, kind of more of the same. And uh, you guys uh, consistently 12, 14 point lead and you build as much as an 18 point lead at one point. They did cut it back down to 10 late, but uh, this ball game was never in doubt. And, you know, what I look at, you go back, you, you beat McNeese, you get a big win. A lot of times that can kind of unsettle your team when you get a, that kind of a, a win against a team like that. But you come back, you get UIW, you settle back, and then you go in on the road and you take care of business. That kind of tells me uh, this is a veteran basketball team. Yeah, you hit it. I think we just have, I, I think we got, we have good leadership in our locker room. Um, senior leadership. We had, we had a, that, that meeting, you know, we had, a, we had a big meeting about before that Murray State game and we went on a little run and that meeting was a little different about um, me taking some accountability to do what I think we're gonna make some changes and for what's best for this team. And then from there when we started conference play, we just had another meeting like, look, um, I thought we were missing some stuff in the scouting report. I thought some of the games, our energy wasn't where it needed to be. I th didn't think that we shared the ball. The things that are not of our identity and it needed to be fixed. And I know I have the right guys in that locker room. We know we have the right guys in that locker room and they needed to fix it. And, and, and the best teams that we've ever had here are always player led. So um, uh, those guys brought it in. They've had a couple meetings and we just understood, look, there, there could be mo no more mistakes. And um, the guys are just all the way bought in. Obviously the McNeese game was a huge game for our program, but you know, we have bigger, bigger sites than that. You know, it's not just about one game. That was one game. We put ourselves in a hole. We got to continue to stack wins, stack days, and, and just continue to keep getting better so we can be the best we could be in March. Of course, you guys shoot 54% for the game. I think it was the third game in a row where you guys are 50% or right there. And uh, 7 of 20 beyond the three-point range, you get four guys uh, and double figures. And, again, it's it's always the same old guys. It seems like Nick Caldwell, Roscoe Eastman, uh, Roger McFarland. Then you get D Dylan Cannaville probably has the game of his career coming off the bench with 10 points, five rebounds. Yeah, you're 100% right now. Five rebounds and five blocks. And there was two blocks. One was a goaltending that wasn't a goaltending. And the other one was a, a foul that wasn't a foul. Should have had seven blocks. Um, that, that's who the guy that we saw in junior college that we know he can be. And, and, the, and the great thing about him coming from junior, you're talking about a guy that, that was a qualifier who's only a sophomore. Usually Juco kids are ju juniors. Dylan is, you're just starting to see the better of him. And he's still got three years. Um, and, and just, he just brings a different dynamic for us when you take Brody out. Because Dylan's that undersized five man that hoped to be Moses Greenwood type guy, but longer and more athletic. Um, and we can just play a little bit of a different style. He can erase some more mistakes for us. He can chase 
uh, rebounds out of his area that Brody may not be able to. And then when he's scoring at the rim like he did, man, that's just, it's like when Roscoe is consistently shooting jumpers from outside, those are all just pluses. Yeah, you talk about coming in, Roger McFarlane, the preseason, you know, first team. And, you know, he's just kind of Mr. Steady, another double-double for him. I think that was his seventh of the year in this game. But Nick Caldwell, uh, Conference Player of the Week, uh, just, a, just continues to play fantastic basketball. Oh, man, and, and um, him and Roscoe both. And I was saying to Coach Roan, you know, last year we went through like a year and a half, two years where, man, I thought we won some, a lot of games here. You know, there's in the last three years, there's nobody in the Southland Conference besides Corpus Christi that has won more Southland Conference games than Southeastern. And for two years almost, we didn't have a guy to make Player of the Week. And then for us to get it back-to-back -back weeks, and then it couldn't be to two better guys, right, like Nick. Nick's been here, I jokingly say, since 2003 all the time. But for him to get it and then Roscoe to get it, who's just, uh, like I put out on Twitter the other day, our, our team's heartbeat and just our leader and our floor general. And uh, for them to get it back-to-back -back weeks, couldn't be more proud. And, and those guys didn't talk about it, didn't brag. It was just, you know, the, the first, they just happy that their team helped them to get to that position. You know, they, they, they both would rather win and give those uh, accolades up. I know we've, we've talked about depth and uh, maybe lack of uh, with this basketball team. But it just seems like uh, you guys are playing, uh, these seven guys, uh, your band of brothers just in there grinding night in and night out. seems like a good chemistry on this basketball team. Oh, yeah. It, and, and that's when we're um, playing our best, when we're sharing the basketball and you see those balanced scoring numbers and, and, um, and, and the high shooting percentage. That, that, that just shows me that Roscoe's probably got the ball in his hands. We're playing fast when we need to, but we're also spacing the floor tremendously. We're, we're getting the ball inside to our big fella because Brody's one of our most underrated passers. He gets the hockey assist all the time and draws the double team. And we're just, we're, we're at our best when we're playing inside out and we're sharing the basketball. You guys uh, get the big win against uh, Northwestern State and uh, you finally get above 500 in conference play. You get to six and five and uh, drawing closer to 500 overall, big win. Uh, heading on the road to uh, Texas A&M Commerce. We're going to step away. We'll come back. We'll dive into Texas A&M Commerce and what a game it was, a slugfest over in North Texas. Back after this timeout, you're listening to Inside Southeastern Basketball with David Kiefer on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network.
welcome back to Rainbow Daiquiri's crowd pouring in here tonight uh, here in downtown Hammond, America. Mark Willoughby, David Kiefer back with you. We uh, just wrapped up talking about Northwestern State. Southeastern gets another uh, big road win and, of course, continue on the road trip, uh, furthest trip of the year for uh, Southeastern as they take on uh, head to Texas A&M Commerce, your second trip there as a, a conference opponent. You know, they moved up from Division II. Well-coached basketball team, a team that had a lot of success at Division II, uh, having, a, you know, statistically a rough year this year, but they came in the Hammond a few weeks ago, Coach, and you know, without their best player, got a 16-point win against your team. I think that's probably the low low point of your season uh, to this point. But uh, you come into this one, they get Brewer back. Uh, he's healthy, uh, played very well in this one. You guys go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. It's a slugfest. You come away with a big two-point win. Man, it seems like every game, and I, I don't know, I have to ask Coach Roan, but I think there's been that's like the fourth time this year where a player's been out for five games or more and they come back for sus. And Brewer's been out since like the second or third <laughs> conference game and he, he comes back for sus. And it happened with Jordan Johnson missed a couple of games. And then before that, somebody else, it just it seems like they always they always get, get right right before they, 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 they see the lines. Preseason conference <laughs> number one, that's probably yeah, what it is. But I guess. Um, but yeah, no, they, they came in a, a few weeks ago and, and we talked about this. I mean, we showed clip after clip after clip of just 50-50 balls, them coming by our bench, having something to say after every play they make, just 50, just just, just effort plays that you 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 don't want to see from our basketball team. We didn't share the basketball. We had we were lethargic. We we didn't have any energy, um, and I didn't even have to say anything. The guys the next day practice were great. Like the guys brought it. We had a whole new sense of attitude. I, it was just I don't know what team showed up that game. But again, not taking anything away from them because you hit it in the head. That's a really good basketball team. I mean, they went to St. Joe's earlier in non-conference and get a win over St. Joe's. And earlier in the year, they they were up 18 against McNeese. Um, you know, they they play a style of play that is very dangerous because you know against us, they shot almost 53s. I mean, they're coming up and they're okay with just shooting 53s, make or miss. They all can shoot it. All five guys on the floor. So at any moment, they could have a 12-15-0 run. But at the same time, you can have those runs as well because. Long shots, bad shots can be transition basket buckets for you. But they just they they're 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 um, a well coached team. They space you out. They they play with a super ton of confidence. They they really like to play us apparently. And um, but you can even go back to last year. Remember how we won at their place last? We had had two buzzer beaters and went to overtime in their place. Matt Strange hit the corner three. We were down three with four seconds left, and somehow Matt Strange got open. The only guy you don't want to get open gets open in the corner and hits a three at the buzzer, and then Boogie Anderson hits the floater at the buzzer to win their place last year. Um, it's just a pesky group, like you said, well-coached, good team. Um, so uh, whether it's one point or like McNeese 50 points, we'll take it. It's a win. It's uh, the same amount of wins as, you, as one point or 50. Well, if they're, if they're last place in your league, which they are at this point, it says a lot about the Southland Conference and how much better it is, uh, more athletic. And I know the transfer portal has something to do with that, but uh, – very tough opponent, but you get off to a better start in this when you build a 10-point lead early. Uh, but, you know, three-point shooting, which is what got did you in here in Hammond a few weeks ago. They continued to shoot threes at a high volume, and it kind of kept them in it. Yeah. And uh, they got back in it, took a lead. You guys took a one-point lead at halftime, 36-35. Yeah, and ultimately, I think, you know, not giving all the end of but, you know, I think what, what hurt us a lot was the three-point shot. But I think that's also, at the end of the day, what – what won us the game also because it was it was live or die by the three right and, and at the end of the day they died by it because they missed late and we just talked about contesting everything because you know they're going to shoot it regardless they're not going to oh they're taking the three-point line away not, they're still shooting it so 
a team that has that much confidence and is going to just let it fly regardless, they're going to make shots. So we can't just drop our shoulders, you know, point whose fault is it. Let's, let's figure that out at the timeouts. Let's let, let, but let's just move on to the next play because they're playing. They're, they're, they're just going to shoot it. They, they got a tremendous amount of confidence. They, all five guys can shoot it. They want to space you out. So they're going to make it. You shoot 40-something, 53s, you're going to make it, especially um, when you've got a bunch of shooters. So um, I thought our guys did a good job of, like I said, just contesting everything and hoping that late in the game legs wouldn't be there and, and they would miss, and they did. You know, one thing you guys did, you kind of took the pain away inside defensively. You made them shoot threes. And, again, you know, they shot high volume, made some. But as we talked about off the air, if you just look at the stats, just glance at it, you see that they make 15 threes. You guys shoot 35%. Uh, you're probably looking at it going, how do we win this game on the road? And, and But yet you win by two. But you did that because you took the two-point drives away. Uh, you made them shoot a low, lower percentage. You gave them those 45 points, as you talked about. But you guys continuously – Worked the ball inside, got to the free throw line. You end up yep. outscoring them, I think, by 14 at the free throw line. And, and you said it right there. I was, I was going to say it. If you didn't, is I thought, you know, we defended. They made 15 threes. You, you touched it. it was, that's 45 points. But at the end of the game, I think they shot 35% from the field, which is a very low percentage. We out-rebound them, and we shoot 14 more free throws. So, um, you know, th those – and then also in the first half, I thought we had some careless turnovers. Roscoe had four big turnovers in the first half. The second half, he has zero turnovers and five assists. We just had better offense. Our offense helped our defense. We didn't shoot a tremendous percentage, but we were able to get to the free throw line, and we made our free throws too. And you had a lot of effort, just some second chance, and getting some loose balls, keeping some stuff alive, and just some effort rebounds. And you know, we'll talk about obviously Roger McFarlane in this game, but you know, he kind of here lately. You know, he's getting his points, getting his rebounds. It's almost kind of hidden in there because Roscoe's playing well, Caldwell's playing well, but just the the effort and the intensity he played with, you know, obviously rewarded in the end with winning the game on the last shot. But he career high, 15 rebounds, 16 points in this ball game. Talk about his performance. Uh, he's just a, he's just the Mr. Consistent, you know, and we all just take for granted when he goes out and gets 10 rebounds like, ah, I mean, we forget <laughs> Rogers a six, four guard, you know, he's leading the conference and rebounding as a six, four guard. And he goes and get 15 last night. And it's like, oh, pretty good rebounding game. But that, like, that's a, that's a big deal. And, um, the guy just goes every single time, and he's just relentless, and he's tough, and and, and you know it's not selfish because all those most of those rebounds are not offensive rebounds; those are defensive Defense, rebounds. Yeah. yeah, those are defensive rebounds, meaning he's preventing them from getting second shots. And Roger goes to the offensive glass; he's a great offensive rebound too. But he's the number one defensive rebounder, which to me is just the ultimate sacrifice for a team not wanting that other team to get a second shot. And it's just uh, Roger—he's just Mr. Consistency, man, and 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 just the the confidence and how much better he's gotten as just an offensive player over the last two years because he's always had that to go get 15 rebounds. I mean, when you watched him in junior college, Roger had games where he had 15 and 20 rebounds, but he never shot it, and he was an offensive threat the way he is now. And Roger's starting to hand the ball, pass the ball, and really score the basketball, and you can see his confidence coming in. That's because he puts in the time. Of course, we talked about Nick Caldwell, player, reigning player of the week, and comes back in this game statistically another uh, outstanding game 22 points 10 rebounds didn't shoot the ball as well uh, from the floor 7 of 18 in this ball game but uh, just continue to play with high energy uh, yeah, just all, you know typical Nick Caldwell yeah and and didn't add that he had he had five blocks five well. block shots 22 yeah. points 10 10 rebounds five blocks started the game missing some shots but late in the game what big pick and pick and pop threes big free throws to ice it to go to overtime crash the glass um, and, and we've been challenging Nick and getting on Nick about rebounding the basketball more because he's had some games where he had two, one, three, and 
playing 30 minutes with as athletic and a tough kid that he is. Um, and then the uh, last couple games, you know, I think eight in the previous game, 10 this last game. Um, that's what we got to do. We, it, it's, it's crunch time. It's late February. Um, you know, you should, on Tuesday, you should be hurting. Everybody should be hurting. Winning's hard. Winning hurts. And um, our guys are in pain. We weren't in the pain enough at the, in the beginning of the season. To me, that tells me when guys aren't going in the training room and guys aren't injured, uh, that means we're not playing hard enough. And, and guys are, are nicked up and stuff like that. Nobody's getting held out of anything, but um, the guys are feeling it. And, 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 and winning's hard, and the guys are starting to understand that. Yeah, you talked about those five blocks. A couple of those, I know, were closeouts on threes where right. he just came out of nowhere, got a hand on it, you know, which looked like open threes you know, when they're hot. They're knocking them down. Yeah, and it kind of changes. kind of makes them think a little bit. Oh, yeah. And people, people don't underestimate how athletic Nick is. Um, you know, you just look at him. He's just, you know, but, man, he's just he's sneaky long. He's got a six foot nine, six foot ten wingspan at 6'6", six, six, but, man, he gets his, you know, he, he got the block the other night at Northwestern State, and when you watched it in slow motion, his head hit the, the foam <laughs> on the backboard. Um, and he gets up there, man. Nick, Nick just, he does a lot of things for us. Um, and he's just, he's really started, and we've challenged him just about, you know, playing within himself and not getting too emotional. And that's part of what makes Nick great, too. You don't want to take all that away because Nick's a tough guy. You know, Nick's not soft. And, uh, but he's channeling that, and he's making winning plays. So we're really proud of his maturation and growth. And we'll fast forward, you know, to the second half. Late in the ball game as this game went back and forth. It was seemed like they'd hit a three, guys had come back and uh, just kind of had that heavyweight boxer, you know, two tired boxers going at it in the 13th, 14th, 15th round. And, you know, they take the lead late. They hit a three. They go up by two. You guys come down, and he kind of comes out of nowhere, keeps the ball alive, gets fouled. Four seconds left, goes to the free throw line, and does what a senior, you yeah. hope a senior is going to do, and that's calmly knock down two free throws to tie the ball game. Yeah, and two, oh, Williams, this – the toughest shot from the top of the key makes that to go up by two. Just one, a not good three-point shooter. Like, if you're going to let anybody shoot that on the floor at that moment, it'd be him. He steps up, makes it over two contested hands. It makes the shot tough, but the timeout, man, the timeout. We come over the timeout. It was no, no blink of an eye, no this person's fault, no that person's fault. Roscoe, we're going to win the game. We're going to win the game. We're going to run. And all we, middle high ball screen, they had struggled to guard it. We're going to pop Nick, see if they switch it. Maybe we'll back cut if they take it away. Single high ball screen. They both go under. Roscoe's wide open. Um, doesn't even come close to making the shot. Hits the side of the backboard. Nick just battling. Goes and makes a senior, fifth-year senior, tough winner play. We're talking about being winners, making winning plays, not making losing plays. He didn't pout. Oh, I didn't, you didn't pass me the ball. He shot it. He went chased down. Gets the big foul, and he got fouled. And, man, makes those free throws. And, again, it just... The great guy that Roscoe is. Right after that, we come into the huddle, and Roscoe just looks at Nick, and he goes, oh, you saved me on that one. <laughs> and uh, just the guys are just so connected, and um, it was a big-time play by Nick. Uh, yeah, those guys are going to show up every night, as they always do. But a couple other guys, you know, we, we haven't talked about. I think one guy in particular I think we need to mention is Avery Wilson. Doesn't play really the entire first half. Comes in the second half. I think it was late, about midway through the second half. And uh, comes in, gets five Big points, yeah. gives you some energy off the bench, yeah. and just talk about his play off the bench. Yeah, came came right in with confidence on the wing, kind of just wide open, knocked the three ball down, drives it, takes the rim um, aggressively to his to his right hand, kind of plays off two feet, able to draw a foul, goes to the line, makes two free throws, hasn't been shot it great from the free throw line, but he's been putting it in a little bit more after practice, shooting free throws, knocks them both down. Um, 
didn't love his next three, and, and I wanted him to just drive it again or make the one more to Roscoe. I want him to just be that bull in a china shop and just go get to, that free, to, the, to the free throw line, and that's something we're just hammering home every day and, you know, just not playing for so long. He just still kind of things coming um, different a little bit, but um, he did. We needed every one of those points and um, shot it with confidence. It was able to bring the ball to the floor a couple times in key situations, not turn it over, and and anything that we can get out of him in these next couple of weeks is just fantastic because he's, he, he can be a really good player for us. Brody Roberry, again, another solid effort, 12 points. Just kind of kind of blending in, but he took eight, eight up space in the middle, got to the free yeah. throw line, made some big buckets, a uh, little short, you know, those little short rainbow yeah. jumpers uh, uh, that were big down the stretch. Yeah. yeah, you know, early in the game, missed a couple of bunnies, I thought, but was able to get the free throw line, made all his free throws in the second half, and especially late, we kind of, punched it in there. I thought they were getting a little bit tired. They started, they'd been front in the post all game, front, 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 and then late in the game, you saw those guys getting tired. Just Brody had just been post, 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 and those guys started sitting behind, and Nick was able to punch it in a couple times late. He got a big tip in on the offensive rebound, and then he's just been ever so steady at the free throw line, and we need him to be. Oh, you guys uh, go to overtime. Of course, you know, Nick makes the free throws, ties the game. Then he gets uh, his hand on a ball, almost knocks yeah. it away. As almost the time, steals it, right? Almost gets a steal, and then they've got to inbound it flat-footed, you know, right. can't, but they do get off a shot. Right. Uh, may or may not have been a foul on right. that play. I think they refs let them play, and, uh, hey, play almost go to overtime. But, uh, you know, again, just uh, you get to overtime, and all of a sudden you got another chance. Yeah, and just, again, never any bad huddles, just positive huddles, only talking about what we're going to do next, what's working, what's not working, not, not, not pointing fingers, and, and I think that's that's why we've been on been on a little bit of a streak. And um, the basketball gods are rewarding us because we're not being selfish. Um, great things can be achieved when you don't care who gets the credit. And the guys have been really um, unselfish in that manner. Of course, you go to overtime, and you know on the when you're on the road in overtime, it's five minutes. You know, so the game compresses. And I know teams that aren't veteran teams like you guys are. All of a sudden, they get a three-pointer I think they had a four-point lead right out of the shoot in overtime all yeah. of a sudden you fall behind sometimes that can be a little bit unnerving right. when you fall behind that quickly in overtime. No, for sure and, and the one thing about going through it and playing these guarantee games and playing these games where we went through a stretch I think we lost seven eight games in a row this year this, uh, this team has been through everything in this season alone and and the guys some of the guys that have been here they've been on a championship team they've been or been to the championship game they've had it you know season last year we had an opportunity two games at a first place this year, we've just the, the highs and the lows, and we've seen every ending, every beginning, every overtime, everything, especially these guys like Nick Caldwell, Roger, Rod, those guys have played so many basketball games. There's nothing that they haven't seen. So going down early at four, just looking at the guys, not seeing them rattled and just moving on to the next play, executing the offense and taking good shots and, and knocking them down when we need them to, just uh, proud of our guys' effort. Of course, uh, we talked about the boxing match metaphor. You guys are trading punches. They go up. You guys come back and kind of trade the lead. And all of a sudden, uh, you find yourself tied. We get down the stretch. You got the ball late. And uh, all of a sudden, Roger McFarland flashes uh, to the basket. Looks like they were giving, the, giving him a, uh, yeah. the basket. Roscoe sees him. Ball's tipped. Gets the ball back. Collects himself. Calmly sinks a little uh, baseline jumper. You guys win the ball game. Yeah, I was just kind of explaining to my wife on the way over here trap offense and that's really all it was like we had a play designed right we had a play designed to not and to combat that you know and I thought it was um, you know just a strategy in their part to take us out of our plays just randomly run a second person at the ball and trap us 
And a lot of teams have been doing that lately against us and, and trapping us and, and wanting to get in the ball out of Roscoe's hands and making other people make plays or whatnot or maybe just they'll throw it away. And we just talk about getting to certain areas on the floor. Whenever there's a trap, we got to make sure that we always have somebody behind them, somebody in the sideline, somebody in the middle, and somebody at the rim. If those three guys in front of you are, are denied and there's two people on you, what does that mean? Somebody's Watch wide open up. at the rim. Just throw it because they can only have five people. And if two people are on one, I'm not very good at math, but <laughs> the odds are in favor for us, aren't they? So, you know, Roscoe had two people on him. That The trap wasn't real tight. And Roger just ran, ran wide, wide open to the rim and he hit him. It wasn't a great pass. Um, again, because they kind of, you know, contested the pass, but Roger got it right there under the rim and hit a tough little hook shot there four feet away. Big time shot. Of course, you guys, uh, you win the ball game 79-77, uh, just a, a gritty effort uh, to go in there and steal the win. Of course, I don't, you steal the win, you earn the win. But uh, you get to 7-5 in conference play, and we'll talk go through the standings uh, here later in our next segment. But uh, five-game winning streak, uh, we'll, we'll Close out here. It's 37.5% for this game. It's, you know, coming back two days after a game. It's a road trip. Uh, seven from 21 from three. Uh, but you, you went 82.8 from the, or 83% from the free throw line. I, you know, 24 out of 29 could have been better than that. And that shows the focus. Yeah. And, and you just, we always say it, defense and rebounding travels. Because, you, you know, your jump shot, everybody's trying to make every shot they take. But sometimes it's just not going to go in, right? So you can have great effort. You can rebound to the ball and defend at the best effort you could possibly do that. And they get, then that gives you a chance to win. And when you do that, we beat them on the glass. We, be, we got to the free throw line. And we defended and held them to 30-something percent as well. We have a chance. And it gave us a chance. And it just came down to the last second. And it bounced our way. Lions win. Lions win. Southeastern 7-5 and five in conference play, 12-13 and 13 overall as uh, they come back home uh, this week. And we'll, we'll step away after this timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Southland Conference, uh, take a trip around the league, look at the standings, and uh, get you set for next week. After this timeout, you're listening to Inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer live on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network.
Welcome back to Inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer. We are live from Rainbow Daiquiri's here in downtown Hamlet. We've got a packed house here tonight. And, uh, that's what happens, coach, when uh, you put together a five-game winning streak. You get on the right uh, side of the ledger. You guys are playing well. And, and uh, just a uh, good time to be a Lion fan right now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we've got plenty of basketball left, so a lot more, a lot more time to people jump on the bandwagon. I know one we'll thing. We'll take them. Yeah, we were talking about it. You know, uh, again, you got to take games one at a time. I mean, I know you guys are a veteran group, and uh, you've been down this road before. You've been in the battles, and uh, you finished second and third the last two years. So you guys know what it's like to be playing late in the season with a lot on the line. And uh, no margin for error with this basketball team with five losses. But as we ch check the standings, McNeese 11-1. and one. They just continue to steamroll, especially – after um, after that big slip up here against you guys, they're 11 and one, but they're playing great basketball. Nickel State just kind of hanging right there. I know they had several overtime games, uh, some close games that they've won. They're eight and three, yep. uh, but they play McNeese two more times. You got Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. They're seven and four. Lamar seven and four, and I, th I think both of us believe Lamar is that kind of that team sneaking, you know, very talented team that has played well. But they're seven and four, and then uh, you're right there at seven and five. So Really, it's all in front of you. Yeah, and we, we've been talking about this. We control our own destiny. These guys, All these guys got to play each other. Um, so some more losses are coming for everybody. And, and we gotta, they got to play us, too. So as long as we got to handle our business. And at um, the end of the day, whoever wins when we face each other is the team that's going to come out on top. So, you know, Nichols got to come here. And Lamar's got to come here. We got to go to Corpus. And all those teams, I think, still got to play each other again. And even some of them two times. So um, some, some losses are going to be... Um, ahead for the, some of those teams, and we got to just make sure we're, we're, we're not on the, the losing end to any of these games coming up. Anything uh, stand out or surprise you through really the first half and now getting into the second half of league play? Uh, you know, um, no, not, it, it, uh, this league is always every year is so competitive. You know, everybody before the season was so caught up. Uh, you guys were first place, first place. I mean, no, nobody really knew. You're not taking anything away from our guys, but there's five new coaches. Half the team is, lead, is new. We had a bunch of returners when we finished top three the last two years. So, you know, it made sense. Um, you know, but it, everybody, I kind of think, knew what McNeese had coming in. I mean, their, their roster is, you know, super talented. You get guys from all types of high major levels that have had a ton of success. And um, I think, I think uh, Tavon Sadler, Nichols, has done a really good job um, in his first year re-ramping that roster, um, sitting at eight and three right now. Um, some more tough games ahead of them, but to still be sitting there where he's at has done a heck of a job. I think, I think Jim Shaw, Corbett's done a heck of a job. Had to revamp his entire roster. They're still sitting there seven and four. Um, Lamar is similar kind of us. They, they they bring back their entire roster from from last year. So um, I expected them to be good, but I I guess you can kind of say Nichols and Corpus. Um, although I know that both those guys are really good coaches and those are good programs. Um, um, th those are the two the teams that. You know, you could talk about all three of those guys, uh, Will Wade, Devon Sadler, and, and Jim Shaw right now could be, you know, potential coach of the year type guys um, for what they've had to do, just re -ramp, revamping their roster and just um, sit, sitting at the top right now. You know, we talked about AM Commerce earlier, good basketball team. They're three and nine tied for last place right. with UNO. It's another talented basketball team. Yeah. You, know, you look at it and just figure, uh, you know, they're three and nine. How? You know, with a score yeah. like Johnson and some size inside and, uh, again, just shows you the depth of this league, just how tough it is to win. For sure. And I think and I talked to Coach Schlesinger, a friend of mine, and I talked to him a few weeks ago. And, you know, I think last year, sitting this time, they had probably lost five or six in a row. We're just kind of down and out a little bit. But, again, this is a, a, a marathon, not a sprint. 
You know, you want to be playing good basketball right now, but there's plenty of time left to get hot. Um, especially if you're still kind of sitting at the bottom, you know, right now, like, it, you can't be sitting there and sulking with your head down. You got, you got to go to work the next day because if you're UNO, you're Commerce, you're Houston Christian, everything's still sitting out there in front of you too. You know, you just got to get in that, that top eight. You want to get to that conference tournament. Um, you know, Jordan Johnson, I think, has been battling a little bit of a knee injury, and I think they got somebody else hurt with a back injury. But um, it's a little bit of a surprise, I would say, just because of the, all the guys they got coming back. But I think Jordan Johnson has battled a little bit of a lingering knee issue, and he's, he's kind of Mr. Do-all for them. So if he's not playing, it's, it, it, it's, it's just a different basketball team. Taking a look at Southland Conference statistics uh, overall, uh, looks like you guys are, you know, you're, you're at the bottom in team offense, but number three in defense, and I know, uh, we'll let's take a look at uh, conference. conference and we'll, take, uh, we'll do a conference only now. Nine. You know, so uh, McNeese, uh, you know, they're kind of running away from everything and all the stats, uh, mm. offense and defense. You guys are, uh, as my computer's going wacky on me here, but, uh, you know, your offense, 69.6 points per game, but you're up near the top and uh, in, in defense. I know that's what you, you pride yourself on. Yep. Uh, as, um, you guys are third in overall defense, but, again, you know, defense travels. Yeah, and I think that just goes to that, that, that meeting that we had early in January. All right, you know, everybody that knows our style of basketball that have been here is like, ah, oh, they, they get up and down, they score the basketball. Coach Keeper seems they play fast. You know, you go back to the year that uh, we were in the championship game, we, we made a lot of threes, we got up and down the court, we shared the basketball. I think this team really shares the basketball, and they run at times too, but we, this team is built on getting the ball inside to Nick, to Brody, to Roger crossing the glass. And I do think we can play fast, but I think we can play at half court and we can slug fest with anybody in the conference and we can execute our offense. We can take good shots. We can rebound the basketball. And I think we're a big physical team that needs to slow the pace down. And when you slow the pace down, you looked at any other year since I've been the head coach, we were shooting between 70 and 80 shots a game. Right now we're shooting about between 45 and 55. So ultimately our, our num points go down, but this is probably one of the higher percentages of teams that we've had as far as shooting percentage because we are executing. We are taking better shots every time down the floor because, you know, before kind of like, like, like not, not, not almost like commerce, but give our guys freedom and movement to play. And those were kind of the players that, that players that we had. That was Keon Clares. That was Boogie Anderson. That, that was their game to just kind of space, let them play off high middle ball screens. This year's team's different. We have big physical guards, straight line drives, post up entries, move space, catch and shoot threes. Um, so I think we're st starting to really understand who we are and our identity and um, thriving a little bit more with it. Yeah, and considering your pace of play, one of the slower, man, if you go by pace of play, right. you guys, you know, second in the league in defensive rebounds, so not a lot of shots going up, right. but you guys are really crashing the boards, and you talked about that earlier. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that we talk about and emphasize every day. And If we're going to be the biggest team out there, you know, let's rebound the basketball, let's dominate the paint then. I'm not just throwing big bodies out there to look good. You know, if we're going to be out there and be big, let's be men at the rim. Let's let's get to the free throw line. Let's let's dominate the glass. And um, that's what wins basketball games, defending, rebounding, getting the free throw line. And, and that's why we've played good in this run. And we've shot well from the perimeter. And our guys have always shot well. They put in the time. But for this team to be successful, the paint needs to be dominated. The free throw line needs to be dominated. And the rebounding battle needs to be dominated. That's when we're at our best. And that's this five-game winning streak. I think we've done that every game and dominating the free throw line you guys are you lead the conference in free throw percentage during conference play at 77 percent and you can do that as a team you're going to win a lot of basketball games especially close ones down the stretch take a look at the individual uh statistics you know this is conference stats only nick caldwell third in the league in scoring 16 and a half uh, points and roger mcfarland 
leading the league in rebounding at nine point uh, nine rebounds a game. Roscoe Eastman leading the league in assists. So you yeah. you got players at the top in, in all three categories, uh, individually in conference play. Yeah, and you know obviously we love the individual accolades and those things, and um, that's great. Our guys are not caught up in it, but that comes when you start to win basketball games. You know when you start to win assists and rebounds, and you get players that start getting recognized for those things when when you win basketball games. So. Um, we just want to keep make sure we stay on that right track, stay unselfish, understand what got us here, and keep doing that. Of course, hard to win games when they're all last as right. <laughs> in, in individual staffs. But, right. you know, good. The guys that, that, you know, the big three right there are leading this uh, basketball team, no, no question about it. Uh, that's a look around the Southland Conference, a look at the stats. We'll go ahead and we'll step away for another timeout. We'll come back with our final segment. We'll talk about HCU and Lamar coming into town next week. On Saturday, HCU comes to town. Lamar on Monday night. We'll talk about... Each of those, when we come back, we're listening to Inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer, live on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Well, I tell you what, time flies when you're having fun. We're back live on Inside Southeastern Basketball with head coach David Kiefer. We've got a packed house here at Rainbow Daiquiri's, and everybody having lots of fun. Got some pool matches going on in the back. Got everybody here uh, eating pizza, drinking their favorite beverages, and we got Coach Kiefer with us talking about the latest uh, road trip southeastern with big road wins over Northwestern State and also Texas A&M Commerce in overtime last night. And Coach, uh, turn our attention. Uh, to this week coming up, you got HCU and Lamar coming in. It's kind of flipped. You played Lamar uh, or HCU. Uh, well, actually, it is the, the – well, we'll think about it. But um, anyway, you got Lamar and HCU coming in. You got HC, You played Lamar first and HCU. Now it's flipped. So that's what I'm yeah. trying to say. So you got HCU coming in on Saturday. And this is a, a, a unique basketball team. They right. can really score. I know you guys really defended them well at their place. And tough to do in Sharp sharp gymnasium you guys go over there and hold them to 58 points and uh you put up 80 in that ball game you play really well but they're a dangerous basketball team because they can shoot the three yeah they are and especially you know and and let's get the elephant out of the room obviously they 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 lost by 50 points to mcneese last night so 
you know, Coach Contra's been there, I think, for 39 or 40 years as the head coach of the Houston Christian, which is the longest in Division I. Um, he's had a ton of success. Um, ESPN did a highlight last night. Did you see that highlight? I, I missed it. They did a yeah. minute and a half highlight, one minute and a half highlight of Christian Shoemate's dunks for <laughs> Houston Christian. And I say that to say I know that there's going to yeah. be a motivational speech. I know that Coach Croncher is going to have his team ready to play us. And I know and, and I know what a good coach he is. I know how um, he, he, he that team's going to be is not going to be the same team that played McNeese the other day. And they are dangerous. They haven't scored the ball as his teams usually do. Um, but they are a dangerous team that they can make shots. They got a big down low with um, Maring that can really score at the rim. And, you know, when a team's down and out like this, you don't want them to come here, get off to a little bit of a start and give them confidence. You want to right away smack them in the mouth and stay on top of them and be relentless. Regardless of who you're playing, it's McNeese, it's Houston Christian, you have to be relentless. Our eyes and goal is the prize of the NCAA tournament and getting into that double bye. So right now, Houston Christian is in the way, and um, we need to be playing our best basketball and continue to do that on I know, Saturday. I know fans and commentators and pundits and all like talk about trap games and maybe that on paper is one but I know you guys will be focused for that game and uh it's going to be a tough one uh you know again just again they can shoot the basketball and they can score and, on any given day so I know you guys will have your team ready and then of course Lamar on Monday night we don't get too far ahead on that one I don't even want to talk about the game at hand and HCU but a, you know Lamar's a team you went in very talented basketball team uh, beat you by 10 really pulled away in the second half to win that ball game right and look you know good basketball teams and 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 no disrespect to Houston Christian but you know we're a better basketball team than them and good basketball teams are supposed to beat who they're supposed to beat so when Houston Christian comes to our gym on Saturday we're supposed to beat them and good basketball teams are beats who they're supposed to beat Monday Lamar comes in here and they're sitting one game ahead of us and when we went to their place they beat us by double digits they're coming into our place, and we talked about, look, you know, there is no, you mentioned trap game. There is no trap games. We, we have to win out. So there can, be no, there can be no mistakes for our team, I don't believe, for us to finish in the top two. And Lamar's in the way after Houston Christian. We can't go to Lamar until we finish Houston Christian, but um, Lamar's a good basketball team that, um, like I said, beat us at their place, and we need to get that split um, to finish in top, top three, top two. It's always a good attitude to have, and I know you guys will be ready to play. And uh, I noticed during the ball game at some point, uh, uh, Cam Burton went down with an injury. Uh, how is he doing? Yeah, he's got Roscoe went down with an injury. He rolled his ankle. Cam went down and rolled his ankle. Uh, it's that time of the year. Winning hurts. So Get in the training room and get, yeah. get some ice. Our, right? our MVP is our trainer right now. So <laughs> that's what, he's got to get us ready for Saturday. Well, and I know you guys will be ready. Uh, anything else? I know, uh, again, it's that time of year. You talked about it. It's, you know, it's just the way it is. You get the ball into the, the season, and guys are grinding, banging bodies, and, and uh, just competing. Yeah, you know, just, just come out to the game. Five-game winning streak. You got guys like, like Nick Codwell who's been here for five years. He's only got a couple more home games left in his career. Roscoe Eastman, three years. Only got a couple more games left home in his career. Um, just Alec Woodard, guys that have been the backbone of this program. That um, great individual, great people. But it's it, it's a it, we got a, we have a good basketball team. We're playing the best basketball we've played, I think, in in a couple of years. And um, I think we're going to continue to do that. And just having that support, having the fans there, having you know playing in a tough environment. Because when the UC gets loud, it's hard to play in there. And getting just get get people there, get us cheering for us, and um, get on the right track and finish strong here in March. Talk about you know, Marty Gras, you're out of school. What, how is that different? 
you know, when you guys don't have school? Well, luckily today, guys? I don't know what we would do normally, but because they switch the schedule from Saturdays to Mondays, so Tuesdays are our off days now, which usually, you know, Tuesday's not really an off day. You're going to the office, guys got class. Before it was Thursday, Saturday, so Sunday was an off day. So Sunday's a great off day. You're really not doing anything, which is what I want our guys to do. Now Tuesday's off day. Everybody goes to class. I'm still going to the office, but today... Being Mardi Gras was a little different. Schools canceled, so it actually is kind of like a Sunday. So today was nothing. I didn't want to see their faces. I don't want to see those guys. I was on the bus with them. Everybody smelled for seven hours straight. Finally, we got back, but we'll get we'll get a, a, a probably more offensive shooting and stuff like that on Wednesday. At this point in the year, like you're making small, minor adjustments and tweaks to everything. You know, you are who you are at this point. Um, we're going to continue to just watch film. I have the best, I think, you know, I'm biased. I think I have the best three assistants and, and director of ops in the country. Um, they make us look better. Shout out to the Coach Ronan and Coach Drew over here uh, that are in the, in the building right now. But um, we just make small adjustments and changes, and um, we'll be ready for Houston Christian and what our game plan is going to be that day. Wednesday is always usually a day that is about us. What are we going to do with us? We don't even talk about any other team. It may be just grades and the the last week, Tuesday, off day, Wednesday, is talk about the last two games and just talk about our basketball team. Don't even talk about Houston Christian. And then Thursday, Friday is all Houston Christian, nothing but Houston Christian. And Sunday is Lamar, nothing but Lamar. Um, but again, at this point in the year, you're not doing a ton of live stuff in practice. The last thing you want is just any injuries. You want the guys to be ready for game day. You want them um, to, to, to be energized and juiced and ready to go. But And also just filled with as much knowledge as possible and understanding scouting report and what we're doing for the game plan. You talked about that bus ride. How was that bus ride coming back last night? You know, get a big win like oh, that. It's, what's, a lot what's it's, like? it's a lot better when, you, when, you're, when you're riding after a win. And, <laughs> and brought my son to my night, yeah. or no, I say nine. He just turned 10 on February 7th. So having him by my side just made it a lot better to have him riding with us on the bus, sitting on the end of the bench, and him experiencing that. And just being lucky to have such great young men on our basketball team just to have my no I could just send my son to the back of the bus hang out with all the guys till midnight and come back in front of the bus and just we, we got really good leaders and, and good people on our team and having my son be able to experience all that was um is it overall a great trip well, nothing like that uh, for sure no question just bonding moments and uh, moments you guys will never get back you and, and you and your son no right. question uh final thoughts uh we've got a few minutes left here uh anything else we'd neglected to talk about anything you want to mention just please come saturday please come monday we need the fan support we got we got uh what four more home games left um again saturday and monday come come out and support us um big home games need these um come on <laughs> and, and come you know lady lions uh as well you know they're 11 yeah. and one they're playing well talk about them they're all another yeah, and i'm gonna i'm gonna, now you say it i need to i, I meant to Hit Ayla. We got to get here on her on the radio show. I think next week since we didn't do that this week. But man, just for three years straight, really, of just complete domination of the, the league. You know, you go back three years ago to the conference championship against Incarnate Word to the the worst call of all time. Yep. The worst call of all time. They should have been in the NCAA tournament that year. Um, then they go last year just dominate the league regular season, the conference championship, and then this year doing the same thing again. Um, it's 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 their league. It's it's they're the team to run through. And um, that staff has done an unbelievable job just recruiting, getting the tough girls in here, and, and, and they defend and rebound, and that's why, they're, that's why they're where they are. And you mentioned it. Uh, get, get out to the UC. There's no better entertainment value in Hammond. For sure. uh, you can come out and get two basketball games. Uh, uh, you know, 
really low cost. I mean, you come in, enjoy yeah. yourself, and have a great afternoon. One o'clock tip for the women. You guys tip. Uh, go stop by Rainbow Daiquiri. Get yourself a large daiquiri and come yep. in and yell at the referees. Yep. That's, that's right. Uh, come on out and enjoy basketball. Again, uh, Lady Lions 11-1 in conference play and uh, just continuing to steamroll through the league. Southeastern men getting back on track uh, right there, control their own destiny the rest of the way for that uh, number two seed in the conference uh, tournament. And that's what it's all about. Now we talk about that. Yeah. Got to get one of those top two seeds. Yeah, the top two seeds, obviously the best. If you can get in three and four, I think that's great too because we've seen it happen. We've seen the three and four seeds win. You get that bye. We got to get that bye. Um, and, and obviously being in that top two to get the double bye and be sitting in the semifinals, so one game and you're in the championship, that's where you want to be sitting. But um, I think any, anything is accomplished. And if we're sitting there for whatever, we're not even going to talk about being in, outside of the top four, but if it is what it is. If, if that's what it was, you go there and you, you knock off four games. Um, but, you know, our goal right now is to win out, sit sit there and get a double bye and um, see what happens. And we got when, you, when you're playing well, great crowd on hand here tonight. Uh, yeah. Take your uh, hat off of this crowd yeah. here. Rainbow Daiquiri. Yourself a big round of applause. Yes. Thank you. Well, the hour has flown by. We have uh, talked about uh, this past week, Northwestern State and Texas A&M Commerce, talked about the upcoming week, HCU and Lamar coming up on Monday night. Get to the UC on Saturday, 1 o'clock tip for the women, 3.30-ish tip for the men, and again on Monday night, 7 o'clock tip uh, right here in the UC. For David Kiefer, I'm Mark Willoughby. I'd like to thank all the folks here at Rainbow Daiquiris, and uh, I'd like to thank everybody, Richard Tiberville, Damon Sunday, everybody uh, helping us get up and on the air. And I'd like to thank uh, everybody who came out here tonight. We'll see you next week right here on Inside Southeastern Basketball with David Kiefer, live on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network.